this Worldwide Express 250 edition of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks and content available only to our patrons at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. Drivers, start your in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions. But since I'm on probation, I suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well. If you could talk about racing things, we could talk about racing things. Now, here are your hosts, Rod Gomez and Cody Zeeb. Here to conclude the last offering of NASCAR Series Runnings of the week. It is, of course, the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He's Cody Zeeb. I'm Rod Gomez. Today, we talk trucks. It's the Worldwide Express 250, the truck sharing the track with the Cup Series in Richmond, while the Xfinity boys are at play on a road course somewhere in middle America. Wisconsin's middle America, right? I know Omaha is, but... It's, uh, yeah, it's close enough. Somewhere in there, but yeah. <laughs> Cody, it is again, like I said, the truck race. Uh, we're back again with it. I was not impressed once more with the offering of the trucks. Can we please get more to bet on? Yeah, the trucks were definitely tougher. And, and man, it's been... We've had some really good weeks here lately too where where it's they're so limited on on offerings but we've had some good prices but as we'll talk about in a minute this is the last race of the the regular season so no more cup guys allowed for the rest of the season and so that really depresses some <laughs> when Corey Heim Brad checks in at minus 500 for a top five mm-hmm. I know <laughs> it's starting to get pretty hard to, to look around and find some stuff you really like um as, as the resident Corey Heim fan I love that but uh <laughs> it makes it difficult to place some of these bets because you don't have the wide openness that the that the truck series cup series guys bring in and so odds are are definitely based on this being a regular truck race and, and that makes it a little tougher the limited options again we have like one group we only have top five top threes the head-to-heads there are some interesting head-to-heads. I really love the first one I've got. That's going to be a fun one to talk about. But uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, again, not the best options ever, but did find some good stuff that we like. And we I'm sure did. For it. Yeah, I, 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 like I said, I didn't like the options, but I still found some good ones that I like. So, uh, But like you said, Cody, this is the last race of the regular season. What are the playoffs looking like? Yeah, so um i had it right in front of me and of course i lost it but i will find it here okay so here is so this is the final race right so after this the truck series playoffs begin at the next race um and they only get 10 guys that make it into the playoffs i think is is the correct number here but here's all the the main things you need to know matt de benedetto can clinch his playoff spot with 34 points that means if he finishes third or or better with no stage points 
he's automatically in, but 34 is his target number. Nick Sanchez, his number is 43, so that's the number he'll be shooting for. Corey Heim can clinch the regular season title by scoring only 19 points. Keep in mind, Heim missed a race due to illness. Obviously, he's got the playoff waiver, but can clinch the regular season title, which comes along with bonus points as well going into the playoffs. Uh, so he needs 19 points. So if he gets no stage points, uh, an 18th place finish would do it. If he were to win stage one and win stage two, he would automatically be the regular season champion. Uh, so that's pretty much the main stuff. Uh, as far as the cutoff line goes, the two guys we're going to be watching, Matt Crafton, plus nine currently. Stuart Friesen, minus nine currently. Those are really the two bubble guys, the two most veterans that we have in this series, right? These are the two guys. Crafton has been around forever, literally. He's, he's uh, a three-time champion of the sport. Friesen's been around for a long time. It is 10 guys that make it. Did confirm that, so... Uh, yeah, DeBenedetto plus 31 to the cut line right now. Obviously, he can just lock himself in on points. And then it's Crafton at plus nine. Stuart Friesen, the first guy out of minus nine. Um, I, I would say fairly unlikely that we get a different winner outside of the outside of the guys that are already in the playoffs. Um, Tanner Gray, unlikely. Chase Purdy is a KBM truck. Garcia is a, it's a, you know, it's the, same truck as the 19, the uh, McAnally trucks. Gray, he's had his flashes, but even as a gray lover, it's unlikely. So really the battle to watch is going to be Matt Crafton, Stuart Friesen. Nine points separate them. That means that uh, stage points are going to be absolutely vital for these guys. And then finishing position, of course, will matter a lot. So those are, are really the battles to watch as we, uh, as we head towards the playoffs after this week, which will be... Uh, those will start at IRP, the, the short track outside of, of Indianapolis uh, Motor Speedway, and that will be August 11th. So we'll have a week off before we get into that. And there's only 250 laps to settle this score this week. Of course, we are at Richmond. It is the three-quarter of a mile track. This 250 represents the number of laps in the Worldwide Express 250. So only 250 laps on this. And this is definitely a race that's going to go by go quick. quick. <laughs> Real quick. It's going to be, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's that's a very short amount of laps on this short of a track. They're going to be clicking off quick. Those stages are going to be super fast. Those points are going to come in quickly. And, uh, and we're going to have a, a playoff field and a regular season champion decided very, very soon. I mean, last year's race was only two hours long, an hour and 56 minutes and 56 seconds. So that tells you anything. This is going to go by very, yeah. very quickly. Only three cautions one, to that day. Yeah. The one other thing about this too. So uh, Xfinity series races at two o'clock on Saturday. The truck series is Saturday night, 630. This is all central time, but 630 central time. So it's going to be under the lights. Uh, and they're going to be kind of the second series on the weekend, right? Xfinity goes off early, then it's into the trucks, and then obviously that would lead into the the cup on Sunday. But under the lights, all the all the cameras, all the action going to be on them as they determine the playoffs. I'm excited. All the sparks flying from those trucks. That will be a good time, and it's a good time to get into some bets. But first, let me tell you about our Patreon. Do your part in the war against corporate gambling. Sign up for the SGP Patreon. Tons of exclusive content in there, contests and merch just exclusively for you, our patrons, plus a monthly SGP Stories podcast, an ad-free, uncensored show highlighting the best stories from decades of being DGens. There's even a Discord channel exclusively for patrons. 
Sports Gambling Podcast Patreon is a great way to score exclusive perks and support the SGPN. You want to find out how to get in on that? Go to the sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. All right, Cody. Well, let's just uh, let's not waste any more time. Let's go ahead and load up some bets because I feel like people now, as we get to the end of the week, are are ready for some uh, truck series bets because I know we are. I, I I like it. I think we're uh, we're ready to jump in as well. I'm going to start off, Rod. Don't don't uh, don't hit the stop button after I say these two names. All right, let me let me make my case. The first matchup I'm going to take over on Caesars: Bailey Curry versus Matt Mills. Who? The Bailey Curry, exactly. Who? Give me the. But you know what's funny? I pulled this up and I go, "Wow, they're giving us a shipbox special this week." And then I looked at the entry list. This is a Nice truck and a KBM truck, Rod. Oh my! That's God. what's crazy about this matchup is. Wow. To me, I'm thinking, "Oh boy, we're gonna be we're going down the board this week." But no, they're in two actually pretty decent trucks. So I thought this was a great matchup to highlight first in what makes the the truck series fun, especially when you get to this time of year where. Now the cup guys aren't allowed to come in. So Kyle Busch, he won last week. That was his final attempt. Can't come back the rest of the season. They can't have full-time cup guys. I don't think full-time Xfinity guys are allowed either because uh, it's, you know, it's now time for the playoffs for the truck series. They don't want to disturb that with the cup guys being in there. So uh, <laughs> so you get matchups like Bailey Curry and Matt Mills. But I do like Bailey Curry. Um, so Curry's got a couple of starts this season in that Nice 41 truck. Uh, the same truck that Ross Chastain has raced in. Hasn't been super great when Ross has run it, but it's been okay. Curry's been okay in it as well. He actually finished fifth at Nashville a couple weeks ago. 15th at Gateway, 13th at Charlotte. He was fourth in Atlanta. Super Speedway, but again, that's four four starts, four pretty good finishes there. So Matt Mills, though, you go over and look at him. He's a re pretty regular in the Xfinity Series, but since 2018, he's only got 10 Truck Series starts. 15th is his best finish. I know this is a KBM truck, but I'm kind of viewing this as when Joe Graff gets in the, the JGR cars in the Xfinity series. Sure, maybe the truck's good, but what's this guy going to do with it? He doesn't have a ton of starts. He's not really had a bunch of good finishes. Granted, he's not been in great trucks when he's had those starts either. So there, you know, maybe putting him in a good truck will magically be crazy what you could see. But I just think that, that Curry has shown enough consistency. He's already comfortable in this Nice truck. He's been in it multiple times already this season. And he's, he's proven all four times he can get nice, solid finishes. Even a fifth place at Nashville, extremely impressive to have a good run like that. So give me Bailey Curry over Matt Mills, minus 115. And if you had me talking about Bailey Curry and Matt Mills on a NASCAR gambling podcast this year, first of all, you're wrong. But I want to see your bingo card anyways. <laughs> Uh, and that's the glory of it. I, I love it. I wish they would do more for us like that. I, I want more of those down the card ones. And the books want you to take the 51 truck because you see the 51 and you go, ooh, ooh, Kyle Busch just won in that truck. Everybody, you know, or, or whatever, just Kyle Busch is, is good in that truck, so let's take that. So do not fall into that trap. I love it. I love it, Cody. I love that you're giving us someone else to cheer for on this uh, this Richmond weekend. And like, just one more quick point on the KBM trucks too. They're not the KBM trucks of the past couple of years with Toyota, where John Ernemacek's out there dominating all the time. Corey Himes jumping in trucks and winning on a part-time schedule, and and there's all this Toyota money. Like Chevrolet hasn't put that much in there. They've been pretty decent when when Kyle has been in the truck. Right, he won only two of the five races though, um, and, and he's obviously had the good runs, but. We've seen Jack Wood in this 51 a lot. He ain't done shit. 
some other guys in the 51 haven't really done a ton. So it's definitely a different story at Chevrolet than it was at Toyota. So uh, so I think that that's just another point in the against uh, Matt Mills for you this week. I'll kind of tack on to that one. My first matchup, I guess, is Toyota over Chevy at minus 105 over on Caesars. It's the highest finishing Toyota, better than the highest finishing Chevy at minus 105. And I know, look, on, on short tracks this season, on Bristol Dirt, Chevy actually got the better of Ford in, or I'm sorry, uh, got the better of uh, Toyota in that one. Jesus. I'm looking at the word Ford, and I'm trying to say in my mind, Chevy. <laughs> so Chevy got the better of Toyota in Bristol on the dirt, but that's Bristol dirt. I don't know you can necessarily lump that in. Uh, but Toyota did get the best of them on Martinsville. Uh, that is a, what, half-mile track, so I think that's good, too. Chevy won, uh, but that was Kyle Larson in, in North Wilkesboro, and kind of can't necessarily count that one uh, for that. And listen, in that race, too, Matt Benedetto finished in third. I don't know that he's going to finish in third place on this race. Uh, he doesn't have a good track record here. Carson Hosevar is uh, finished there too as well. But Bubba Wallace, <laughs> Corey Heim, all those Toyotas. I think Toyota is going to have a better finisher. They've done it in the last two races here at Richmond. It was Chandler Smith who finished first here last year. John Hunter Nemechek right behind him and Ty Majeski right behind him. Toyota 1-2-3 last year in this race. And then in 2021, John Hunter, Nemechek, Kyle Busch, 1-2. Tyler Ankrum was third in a Chevy, but I don't know. We've kind of... yeah. I, I got burnt by Tyler Ankrum already. I'm not going to try to suggest that he's going to finish well this year uh, in this race. But the next two uh, were Chandler Smith and Johnny Sauter, both in Toyotas. So Toyota's done pretty well over the last couple of years on this track. Again, I know that Chevys always run well and always are a threat. But I, I love that the Toyota side of this is not really as juiced as uh, it could be. So I'll take Toyota over Chevy minus 105. Uh, what what kind of truck does Corey Heim drive? A Toyota. Oh, okay. Yep. Then I definitely back you on this one. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Next up for me, I am going to go into the Chevy camp and take Carson Hosovar to finish in the top five plus 140. The last two races have been a little bit rough for, for Hosovar. Got spun out early at mid-Ohio. Got some damage. I think he went multiple laps down, but fought back to finish in 12th. Last week, uh, had some issues at Pocono. We'll just put it that way. Uh, but recovered and still finished 11th. So two horrible races for him. He gets spun out. He has all these problems. Comes back, finishes 12th and 11th. That was a road course. That was a triangle. Now we're back to the ovals, which he has been good on. So before those two races, four straight oval races. Four top tens, including his win at Nashville. Um, North Wilkesboro was part of that. Another short, flat track as well. Gateway was part of that. Another short, flat track. Things have been going very, very good for Carson Hosovar lately. The last two weeks, not so much. Uh, the guys over at Door Bumper Clear, one of them dropped a little line that I thought was very interesting. And I think I have a hard time keeping track of which guy is which on that show. But I think it was the guy that, that has the colleague ties. And uh, he mentioned that maybe Hosovar was going to be in a cup ride next year. And I thought that that was very interesting. Obviously, both colleague cup cars are open. Maybe he knows something. We've heard rumors about JRM, right? Um, and maybe, you know, he'll go to the eight car or the one or the nine might even be open next year, too. We don't know for sure on their lineup. Um, but he, he wants to impress. He's already locked into the playoffs, obviously. But let's let's head into the playoffs with some momentum here. 
a top five for him at plus money at plus 140, I think is a really good bet. So give me Carson Hosovar. And again, there's no Cup Series guys in this race. So when you're taking these bets, Kyle Busch isn't taking one of those spots. Christopher Bell's not taking one of those spots. All these other guys we've seen in the Truck Series, they're not taking these spots. You've got Bailey Curry and Matt Mills filling in in these in these cars that are these trucks that Kyle Busch and Ross Chastain have been racing, right? So that makes a big difference when those those top spots aren't just automatically taken by a guy like Kyle Busch or or Christopher Bell last week or anything like that. And and even John Hunter Nemechek, like I said before, not in this race this year. So uh, a lot of those spots are taken out as well. So yeah, like you said, chances for some of these guys who are just sitting on the periphery to catch back up and and put in a good solid finish on this track. Speaking of good solid finishes, if you play underdog fantasy, you're going to get used to good solid finishes every single week. We're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. NFL season's right around the corner. Underdog Pick'em is a great way to get down on a ton of NFL player props and is available in tons of markets, plus plenty of opportunities to win in their daily MLB contest. And of course, make sure to enter the Best Ball Mania 4, where first place gets you $1 million. Head over to underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. Underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. All right. Well, it is my turn to go on my bet, and I'm going to pick Christian Eckes over Nick Sanchez in the war of people who I love to bet on on either one of them. I love Christian Eckes. I always have. This season, I put more bets on him than uh, I probably have in the past. But yeah, Christian Eckes over Nick Sanchez. Nick Sanchez has not taken a start here on this track, so can't really pull from any sort of past track history for him but I will say that uh, for Nick Sanchez so far on short tracks this season Bristol Dirt kind of a bad day for him 18th place on the Bristol Dirt but again I will use stats how I see fit I threw it out earlier but I'm including it in this one don't really care uh 18th place short track race 11th place in Martinsville not bad not bad 30th place though at North Wilkesboro the one thing about Nick Sanchez that has you probably wanting the other side of this, and let's just face it, they're both at one minus 115. So even the books are kind of throwing their hands up at this one saying, we don't know which side to lean. Uh, but again, I, I will take the Eka side of it because uh, he's got more experience. But for Sanchez, right, a ninth place at Charlotte, eighth place at Gateway, third at Nashville, ninth at Mid-Ohio. He did finish 19th in Pocono, uh, leading seven laps in that race. He started on the pole in two of the last three races. So Sanchez is on a pretty decent tear. But, again, this is a short track, and I just outlined that his short track history is not the greatest. Plus, still a rookie in this series. Lots and lots of laps to eat him up. Uh, well, I say lots and lots, 250. But for a truck race, that's still a pretty decent amount of laps. Uh, for a the lot trucks. on a short track, too. That's a lot of... A lot of quick circuits. Yep, yeah, and a lot of lap traffic to deal with, so maybe that's uh, why he's not really good at short tracks. Uh, but for Christian Eckes, all told, uh, Christian Eckes, like we said, got a lot more experience as far as uh, short tracks are concerned. Uh, this season, though, for him, at uh, Bristol Dirt was a tough one. He crashed out, finished 30th, but came back for a 15th place finish, finish at Martinsville. North Wilkesboro, tough one. 25th place in that one but again he finished better than Nick Sanchez in that span as well so uh, definitely can take that away from him I know that I have got <laughs> I had him I had Christian Eckes and I closed the tab so uh, got to pull him up one more time 
in his track history here uh, as far as Richmond is concerned. Stay with me for just I, one I do second. think, too, just while you're looking that up, uh, a point uh, that goes against Sanchez, he's only 21 points to the good on this, this playoff cutoff line. So they are probably going to come into this very, very conservative. Don't push too hard. Let's run around here. Let's get a decent finish. Let's make sure we're staying ahead of these other guys. Don't don't go out there and be aggressive. Don't try and win this race because if he does and he's too aggressive, he ends up wadded up in a corner and boom, freezing and craft and pass him. He's out of the playoffs. Um, so I think that that's actually a, a big bonus in the Eckes thing. Eckes has got multiple wins this season. He can run his own regular race. He's going to be up there battling for it. I, In my opinion, I would guess Sanchez and his team come into this very, very conservative because you don't want to be the guy that wrecks going for the lead when all you had to do was finish 15th to get into the playoffs uh, and you miss out because you, you made boneheaded mistakes on a track that you know you don't have experience on and it's not really your style where you're great at. That's true. That's true. And and like you said, Christian Eck has two wins this season, so he can do what he wants. Uh, on this track, though, he does have two starts and an 18th place finish and a 19th, uh, ninth place, 18th and 8th place finish. He started third, started ninth. <sighs> Words will come easier, I'm sure, as the day progresses. But yes, uh, better. I think he's just going to do better. I think he's going to run better. I think he's got a top 10 finish in him, whereas Nick Sanchez, like you said, will probably play it safe and just try to keep his nose clean, and ride his way into the playoffs. Yeah, so I, I like the echo side of that with you as well. I'm going to take Ben Rhodes for a top five, plus 250. Not a guy we talk about a ton. He feels like the Joey Logano of the of the truck series, right? And surprisingly, I'm on Joey Logano this week, so I guess I'm just turning a, turning a leaf to these guys that are hard to predict. But it, Rhodes is tough, like much like Joey. He's either in it or he's just out of it, and like he'll pop up and win like he did at Charlotte the week after we talked shit about how he had, was having a horrible season, right? But you look at it, and he had been having a horrible season, but he wins that race and goes on to have five top 10 finishes in a row, which he's currently still on that streak. It's been that win and five top 10 finishes in a row. Um, he was seventh at Gateway, again, somewhat comparable of a track, sixth at Martinsville, a short flat. Last season, second place at Phoenix, the most comparable track to this one probably. Uh, fifth place at Martinsville. Uh, he was 18th in this race last year, but he got caught up in some stuff. Seventh in 2021, third in 2020. So he's definitely got the ability to put himself up there. Uh, and this is the type of year or the time of year where it's time for Rhodes to click it on, right? He's a former series champion. He knows how to get it done this time of year. Time to start to start getting those good solid finishes. And you don't have the Cup Series guys. How many Cup guys were in those last five races where he's got top tens in a row? So. If he's already finished in the top 10 and he's sliding up inside that top five without guys like Kyle Busch finishing ahead of him, guys like Christopher Bell finishing ahead of him, guys like Ross Chastain finishing ahead of him, he doesn't have all that in his way. I think at plus 250 over on Caesars, uh, Rhodes for a top five is a good deal this week. I agree with you, and I like that bet so much that I picked it, but got in, noticed you did it. So I'm going to go on Rhodes yes. a different oh. <laughs> way and take him over Taylor Gray. I know it breaks the hearts of everybody in there, but if Ben Rhodes is going to finish inside the top five, I do not see a top five finish in the cards for Taylor. I know emotions were riding high after his third place finish in Pocono, but that was his only top five of the season and in fact he's only got four top tens and the closest he's come to the top five is that 
Third, well, for other than the third place last week, was an eighth place finish at Martinsville. So a good solid run at a short track. However, not a top five run. And if we think Crafton's going to get in the top five, Taylor's got to do that as well. And uh, look, in eight short track races so far in Taylor's career, he's only got three top 10 finishes. So not a good look for that this season. Uh, we did highlight his Martinsville finish. That was great. That was an eighth place finish there. Bristol dirt crashed out. Of course, that was his first uh, short track race, basically in Bristol in the dirt. So kind of count, really count that one. Uh, North Wilkesboro, he finished 21st. So a tough one for him there. Uh, again, just, just not necessarily a short track racer yet. He'll get there. He'll absolutely get there and he'll dominate at some point. But right now you got to give the nod to the veteran. You got to give the nod to Ben Rhodes and, and listen, you're getting this at plus money. This is plus plus one ten over on Caesars. You're getting the, the Wiley veteran who's, who's on a tear right now, a, a decent tear right now over Taylor, who's been sort of up and down and yes, has had an up week, but I don't know that he should be favored in this matchup. So Give me Ben Rhodes over Taylor Gray at plus 110. Yeah, a big Taylor Gray fan. Ridiculous that he's favored in this matchup, especially on this track type where Rhodes is so good. And with the momentum Rhodes has been riding, again, very quiet start to the season. Things were kind of rough. He popped up out of nowhere, got that win. Been very consistent ever since. They're obviously figuring some stuff out. I'm going to go back to the top five well. I know this is my third top five in a row. I don't love to do that, but... At the odds of this guy and of Rhodes, of course, at plus 250, I feel like if, as long as you hit one of those, you're going to be pretty happy with how things turn out. And like you said, the selection just wasn't great out there anyways, Rod. So I'm going to go with the Matt Benedetto top five, plus 550. Um, just talked about him, right? He currently only 31 points to the good for the playoffs. So he, he doesn't have to have the best day ever, but... Uh, again, a third position, third finish, if he, third place finish, rather, is what I'm trying to go with. If he doesn't score any stage points, we'll lock him into that. Um, and Matt DiBenedetto, another guy, much like Ben Rhodes, kind of riding a hot streak of momentum, just building things up. He's Matt DiBenedetto, as much as I like to hate on him, he's, he's a guy who was full-time in the Cup Series a couple of years ago for many years. He drove with the Wood Brothers. He drove with some other teams, like a guy that, that had been around and uh, you know, had his chances and had his flashes, and and he's a veteran race car driver. He went to this this Rackley War team, and they were kind of ish last year. He got that win at Talladega, of course, but things just were kind of, eh, 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 you know, it kind of dependent. But they've definitely built up, and they've got something going over there. And and with Matt's leadership, I think, and his veteran prowess, I think it's helped them out a lot. I think he brings some money to the team with the sponsors and whatnot. Um, and so he's riding six top ten finishes in a row. Go back and look at comparable tracks, Rod. Seventh place at Martinsville, third place at North Wilkesboro, a race where uh, Kyle Bush or Kyle Larson rather dominated and won that race. So he was still finished in third, sixth place at Gateway. He's getting close to the top fives and in the top five in the Wilkesboro case at plus 550 for a guy who's good on this type of track. If you remember the Cup Series race, he almost won where Denny Hamlin got him at the end was at Bristol. This isn't exactly comparable to Bristol, but it is still a short track. Obviously, he's got a thing for the short tracks. I think that there is an advantage for teams that are a little bit smaller on shorter tracks where they don't have to have all the speed and horsepower of the big tracks, you know, the big intermediate tracks, where it's more of a technical thing. It's more on the driver. It's more take care of your heavy tire wear track, right? Take care of your tires. Benedetto knows how to do all of that. There were points earlier this season where he looked fast, he looked good, and then he kept making mistakes and 
and doing dumb things that couldn't stay out of his own way. But six top 10 finishes in a row, he's definitely gotten that out of his system. Things are calmed down. Again, you're going into this playoff run. The veteran type of driver looking at that. He's looking to secure that spot. He should run around and stay clean all day. I think he's going to have himself in position for a chance at a top five at the end of this. Uh, and at plus 550, I feel like the odds are, are pretty good on that. If there is ever a solid case to be made for Matt Benedetto, I believe you just made it. <laughs> Definitely not somebody that, like you said, we go out on a limb for quite often. But uh, yeah. when you build a well, case for him, you know he does. Yeah, and that's the thing, too, is like, yeah, there's there's guys that, uh, and we all have them, right? Guys we love to bet on. And Corey Himes, that guy for me. Like, I'll bet, I'll find a way to bet on him every week. Don't worry, his bet's coming up. Don't worry, I got it, right? But, but like, there's some guys you have to go out of your way to talk yourself into it. And if the statistics are there and you, and you talk yourself into taking them, then it's like when I bet on number 11 in Xfinity. Like, I won't even say the guy's name, but if I got a bet on him, there's probably a pretty good reason why. And I think that that's the case with the Benedetto. There's, lot of value at such a big number plus 550 for as good as he's been on this style of track it shouldn't be this big of a number i concur uh all right well i am going to go with my winning truck number pardon me i got phlegm going on i don't know what it is summertime whatever so if you hear me clear my throat or or mute the mic real quick it's because i don't want you to hear the just ridiculous noise of me clearing my throat so um all right i'm gonna go winning car winning truck number rather under 23 and a half. This number encompasses both mine and Cody's, just uh, spoiler alert, winner. But it also throws in guys like Nick Sanchez, just in case he happens to pop a win out of the of the ether. It gives you Christian Eckes if Eckes decides he wants to end up winning a race because we talked about how good he's been on this track. <clears throat> so it gives you some pretty decent coverage. It gives you <clears throat> three people, uh, basically, that I think can win this race. And uh, the the stat or the number for that is, um, why did I not pull the? Uh, <laughs> well, let's well let me let me ask you what number does Corey Heim drive, Ron? <laughs> That's what I'm saying, Cody. It's it's you asked me this before, and I said it's the number eleven for sure. Okay, so. then I'm on board with this bet. I you mean, definitely are. Come on. <laughs> so uh, no, for this one, and and forgive me, folks. I just spent three hours in the car too. It's not it's not fun to be in the car. Uh, the winning car number under twenty three and a half is at minus one thirty. So it is the juiced up side of it, but uh, the plus one hundred just doesn't seem like it likely if we've got two trucks so far that we're going to suggest both under this number. So yeah, and like you look at the at the board, and and we haven't talked about the odds, but. Corey Hyam, some bucks, he's plus 250. Like, he's the the top guy on there. You got Grant Enfinger up there, obviously Sanchez. So there's there's plenty of guys that that give you a really good chance to hit this. And uh, again, Corey Hyam is is on that list, so I like it. I've got I've got like a few different ways to cover just in case something happens. Like I got the Toyota over Chevy, right? And and uh, the Toyota over Chevy bet actually gives you uh, the one car of William Sawalich. Yeah, buddy, let's go. Yeah, and uh, he's man, he's a great young driver to watch too. Yeah, I'm telling you, he's he's driving that old Haley Deegan machine. Uh, it gives you what it, it gives you, Dean Thompson. Let's go, Corey Hahn. Man, Thompson, another one. He's he's not good at finishing races. He's real bad at finishing races, but he's been running really good. So if he can put it together, I'm just saying. Like uh, like I said, I, I've got a lot of different scenarios covered, so I feel like this is a a weird attack at this race, but we'll take it for sure. <laughs> I like uh, it. I like it. Me too. Winners coming up. Hang tight. Hey, everybody. 
If you play fantasy football, especially in auction leagues, and or you're a whiskey fan, yes, exactly. Check out the Sports Gambling Podcast Fantasy Football Channel show, Old Fashioned Football. Coming to you every Tuesday morning, give us a listen. We'll bring you the latest fantasy football data, including the injury report, studs and duds, waiver wire targets, and suggested fab. Market movers. After all, we are the Marks. He is my hubby. And she's J Mark's wifey. And we're bringing all this to you while drinking an old fashioned and giving you our honest review of a different whiskey every week. All that and more. Hop on over, give us a listen, come for the football, stay for the whiskey. This ad's almost done. Going once, going twice. Sold. Well, somebody needs to win this race, but somebody will win this race to try to either lock themselves in the playoffs or improve their playoff position. So, Cody, who is it going to be? You know, Rod, at points I get tired of picking the same people over and over. <laughs> and then I remember how many times they've cashed tickets for me. Exactly. And I'm not so tired of it anymore. Corey Heim, he's 3-1. to one. It's uh, Again, we talk about when numbers get this low, it gets kind of shifty. But Corey Heim has been the best truck out there every single week. And even Zane Smith has just, Zane Smith has had his flashes and he looks fast. And he just cannot finish races and things go wrong. Corey Heim almost beat Kyle Busch again last week. He beat him earlier this season at Martinsville. There was a little rain involved, yes, but he still won the race. He's got six top six finishes in a row. Still, his finish at Atlanta is his worst finish of the season, a super speedway, so we're going to throw that out. Hasn't finished worse than 15th in the rest of the races. I mentioned before he missed that race at Gateway with an illness. He can still clinch the regular season championship this uh, Saturday night by finishing like 18th. It's ridiculous how good of a season he's had. He's put together a great season. Um, he won the Martinsville race, like I mentioned. He started first at North Wilkesboro, led 75 laps. Again, a race that Kyle Larson was in. Uh, things didn't go great for him at the end there. He got caught up in some stuff. Ended up finishing sixth, but missed the gateway, another comparable race. But uh, he was fifth here in the race last year. Again, that was his rookie campaign. He only started... I think half the races or so where he won rookie of the year anyway, winning multiple races. He is good. Uh, his odds, like I mentioned before, he's minus 240 for a top three, minus 500 for a top five rod. That's Max Verstappen numbers almost. The books know he is going to be in the top five. They know he's going to be in the top three. They won't even let us bet him at these numbers, basically, because they know he's going to be up there. If you promise me a guy is going to be in the top three, basically right it's nothing's guaranteed but if, if you're saying there's a there's a way better chance you know he's he's it's it's you can't even bet him to be there because it's so sure that he's going to be there and you're still giving him to me a three to one to win the race give me Corey heim just in case heim doesn't get it done always got to have the insurance bets right i already made a case for both these guys to finish in the top five if i think they can finish in the top five that means i they can have themselves in position to win if something happens to heim late or, or anything like that Carson Hosovar, 10 to 1 over on Caesars. Um, I like him. Obviously, I talked about it. He's been on a good run. And Ben Rhodes, 20 to 1. Also talked about him, right? He's got the six top tens in a row. Third place at uh, or no, that was that was that was not him. He finished uh third here before. He finished third here in 2020, seventh here in 21, second at Phoenix last year, the sixth at Martinsville, seventh at Gateway. But we know he's got that ability to win. Uh did it at Phoenix a couple years ago as well, where he won the championship. Ben Rhodes can get it done at 20 to 1. That's he's good value any week on that, but especially on this track style. So Corey Heim, 
three to one over on Superbook. Carson Hosovar, 10 to one over on Caesars. Ben Rhodes, 20 to one over on Caesars. Those are the bets this week, Rod. You know, and we we didn't really even touch on the fact that this is only the third year they've been back on Richmond as a truck series. They did take an extended period of time off. Last time I were on the track was 2005, so uh, not a whole lot of track history for a lot of these guys too, because that's a big that's a big gap in between having races on the track. So uh, definitely got to take that into consideration too. All right, my pick for this is uh, as an odds boost on Caesars. For those of you who uh, took the odd, odds boost on the USA Women's, you know it might be a trap. Uh, women's soccer last night, that was probably a trap for you. But this one I don't think is so much of a trap. It's Grant Enfinger. He's at plus 800 for his odds boost. He's plus 650 on Caesars and a couple of other books like DraftKings. Uh, he's 700 on Superbook, I think, and, and Barstool. But uh, I like Grant Enfinger at plus 800. He is a past winner on this track. Like we talked about, the first year they came back, he started fifth and won this race. Since then, eighth place finish and a fourth place finish. Cody just made the exact point. If a guy's going to finish inside the top five, Chances are he could be somewhere in the lead or somewhere bucking for the lead. In 2021, he led 71 laps. He didn't end up winning the race, but he led 71 laps of that race, meaning that he is fantastic around this track. And if you if you really even look back at the what he he ran the 98 car or 98 truck rather in both of those, the Mike Curb machines and won this race and finished eighth in the 98. So in this 23, in the Gallagher truck, he's been solid all season long. Um, obviously, he's won two races already, eight top tens, six top fives. Look back at what he did. He finished fifth at Bristol Dirt. Not a good day at Martinsville. He finished 14th. North Wilkesboro salvaged the top 10, but still ringing in the top 10. He won at Gateway. Last week, he just finished fifth at Pocono, so he's he's running well. He's, he's obviously locked in the playoffs. He could take some chances. He doesn't have to necessarily need as many stage points as most people. So if he wants to stay out, if he wants to try to gamble on on some sort of strategy to try to win the race and make sure that, I mean, because a win for him is more important, I think, than anything because it's going to even boost him farther up into the into the playoff standing. So uh, I think they're going to go for this win. I think that 23 truck's going to be solid. And I like the fact that it's boosted up to about plus 800 the eight to one price really has me for somebody who's won. The only person that has won this this on this track that is still in the race, because uh, nobody else that has won this on this track in the trucks is on this track. Yeah, that's that's a pretty good case. Again, Endfinger's just a guy that, uh, much like Rhodes, you can't count out ever. Like he'll pop up, he'll have fast trucks, he can get it done. So uh, yeah, I like it. Beautiful stuff. Uh, all right, and I say that because Chandler Smith won last year. And uh, the year before that, it was John Hunter Nemechek. Neither one of them have been on. So, uh, all right. Get out your pen and paper. It's time to go over the bets for the Worldwide Express. 250 for the Truck Series. Cody started you out. We're, we're digging deep today, baby. Bailey Curry over Matt Mills, minus 115 over on Caesars. I'm giving you the top to, uh, finishing Toyota to finish better than the top finishing Chevy at minus 105. Cody is giving you Carson Hosevar as a top five truck at plus 140. I say Christian Eckes will finish better than Nick Sanchez at minus 115. And then Cody said Ben Rhodes will be a top five truck at plus 250. I agree and say that he will finish better than Taylor Gray at plus 110. Cody said that Matty D was going to be a top five truck at plus 550. 
I said the winning truck number would come from underneath 23.5 at minus 130. And then Cody tossed out Heim at 3 to 1, Hosevar at 10 to 1, and Rhodes at 20 to 1 to win this race. And I said, take the 8 to 1 odds boost on Caesars for Grant Enfinger and have some fun cashing these tickets. Cody, we broke down the final race of the week for us. I just can't wait. SRX happening tonight. Probably by the time you've listened to this, make sure you set your DVRs if you are listening to it early. But uh, yeah, can't wait for that either. Yeah, absolutely. I'm pumped for that. Uh, We've had some great racing in the last couple of weeks. And again, five races. Make sure you're following me on Twitter, at Husker underscore Zeb. I just tweeted out not very long ago, my five race parlay. Been putting those out every week for however many races we have. Six last week. We had seven races, but the second Iowa odds were not available for IndyCar. So it was a six race parlay. It didn't hit, but uh, you're not going to hit all the parlays. One of them will hit. You don't want to miss it when it does. A lot of fun. Um, so definitely go check that out. And you can find all my work over there. Got a bunch of NFL stuff out right now. Offensive player of the year article is probably out by the time you listen to this or coming out shortly. Um, defensive player of the year article coming out later this week. Early next week, I guess, rather. But what same difference. It all runs together. Uh, check out the F1 Gambling Podcast, too. Talked about the uh, the Grand Prix, the Belgian Grand Prix for this week. Recapped IndyCar, broke down SRX over there. So make sure you're subscribed to that channel. Click the like, follow, share, rate, review. All the fun stuff the kids say. Everything the kids say. Uh, Love it. Can't wait. I mean, Cody's just a wealth of racing knowledge. If you're not following him already, do so. I'm on X at RJ Via Gomez. Link in the bot, everything I got going on. Eventually, that'll get old and I'll stop saying it, but uh, until it (laughs) does. It's great. I laugh every time. And I I I still call it Twitter. And then you deliver it just beautifully. Every single time. I love it. And look, I'm just saying right now, my only goal is to make you laugh, Cody. And if I make you laugh, then I know I make at least three other people out there laughing. We're all good. So uh, right. anyways, I'm on X at RJ Gomez. Find a link in the bio to everything I got going on, whether it's here. Back road, I'm on with Elliot this week, breaking down Richmond as well. And then, of course, my show on for frequency's sake, Fast Money. I put together a few more bets for you on that as well. And then if you want to follow along with the soccer, good night last night. I hit two or three of the bets. So uh, we're hoping for another good one tonight. Check that out on Odds Shopper on their YouTube. So we'll be back with DFS later on in the week. Well, I guess that's tomorrow. That only leaves one day. But anyways, we'll see you then. Till then, let's go racing and let it ride. Oh, and I'm-